What's good, everybody? You are now tuned in to You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the things you hate or love to see. I'm your host, Carl Presley, and today we have a special, soon-to-be-recurring guest in the building, my friend, Dante Wilder. How you doing, people? Dante, you know, with all this quarantine, COVID-19 stuff going on, you know, we figured it would be good to give the people some content, you know, to kind of give them some guidance on how to spend their time while they're, you know, we're locked away. So um, we're going to do the top five shows, top five shows that you should binge during quarantine. Exactly. Good content to help you pass the time. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, there's no sports. You can't pull up on nobody. Nothing, you can't, nothing man. You can't even be Whew. within six feet of nobody. So, you know, man, what's there else, what else is there to do but watch TV? So, you know, for this, we tried to stay away from the shows that, you know, that everybody's seen. Good Netflix, seen. no chill. <laughs> we tried to stay away from the shows that, you know, that people have already seen and stuff. Like, you know, I want you to watch Game of Thrones. I really do if you haven't seen it. But I'm not going to put that on here because, you know... 80% of the population has seen it. Yes. So, you should... Hey, never never bad for a rewatch, though. Hey, never. It's never a wrong time to rewatch Game of Thrones. Never. But, you know, for these, we're going to do some, you know, some shows that maybe a little bit slept on. You know, maybe you haven't heard of or maybe you've been meaning to watch, but you probably haven't watched yet. So, we got five shows apiece. We're going to alternate um, starting from five. I mean, I don't really have mine in a particular order, but um, Dante, you want to go first? Yeah. So I kind of did mine based off. I made a made a list of kind of shows I enjoy, probably 10, whittled it down. And my criteria is based off of just kind of bingeability. So like length of the show. I, right. I really didn't do any like one season kind of shows. Right. I did stuff that is longer. So the shows I'm going to go through are, are usually at least, I think two seasons is the shortest one I've got, going all the way up to one that's six seasons if you haven't seen it. So first show I'm going to touch on, and I kind of ranked mine over, you know, audience. I looked up audience scores as well as critic scores as well to kind of give them a own kind of ranking. So first one is Black Sales. So this is on the Stars Network, uh, also on Hulu uh, if you have that as well, so either, it's on Hulu as well. So I'm, I'm, I think if you have like the the nicer version of Hulu, you can get it on there. But right. it's for sure on Stars. Okay. I just, hey man, see if you can get somebody's login. At this point, this show ended a couple years ago, so you should be able to get like this for. You know, maybe you could pirate it. I don't know if people Jeez. still do that or, or something. Jeez. I'm just, yeah, I'm we're just not promoting that. I'm we're not, not promoting, promoting that. that. I'm just yeah. saying there are ways to find this. It's been out a little while. It's not still airing. So this show is four seasons. And really, when you think about this, think Pirates of the Caribbean, but less comedic relief, uh, better plot lines, and a lot more developed characters. So with this, it's the show is placed in Bahamas about 20 years before the events of the book Treasure Plan or Treasure Island. Okay. So it's a prequel to that show essentially and you get a lot you get to touch on a lot of different pirates and it's kind of just exploring that free flowing like 
lawless lifestyle that is, you know, a pirate kind of living on the edge. So you get to see how they lived and interacted in a world without, you know, being governed by the king, how okay. roughneck it was. Right. Uh, you I can know. dig that. I follow exactly. pirates. Exactly. You get the goriness of, you know, the violence that really is it, that it really was a part of that lifestyle and kind of the you're, you're on your own type deal. Right. You got brothels going on. You've got, you know, a lot of there's there's sexism. There's they've got a, a woman kind of posing as a as a unknown like you know kind of governor authority over uh, Nassau and then you get to see even down to like there's there's a portion of the show where they're like marooned on a boat and like stuck with no wind and kind of stranded and how so you get to see the crazy action to where's the you know the kind of scary okay. really slow moments where people are going crazy yeah pirate shit we like that. exactly very good pirate stuff and it's uh it kind of leads in you get a lot more you know backstory to the the famed captain flint you get to touch on Blackbeard, uh, Anne Bonnie, Jack Rackham. So a yeah, lot of different, like that. you know, and then it follows Long John Silver. So all the famous oh, pirates and, and Billy, Billy Bones, all those famous pirates that you've heard of are all kind of incorporated and you get to get good character development for all of them. It actually plays into it really well. I dig it. One of the critics on a uh, daily dot name is Gavia Baker. She says, this show completely changed the way I view history and storytelling and upgraded my standards for TV in general. Compulsively watchable, yet marred by a touch of sexism, the first season measured up to the better years of Game of Thrones. Then that sounds like Cap to me. Huh? Not, hey, man, I'm just saying. That's, that's high praise. Then in season two, a, swi- a switch flips. The show discards its handful of flaws, setting up a three-season run of heartbreaking perfection. Wow. This is and these are not my words. This is this is the words of completely somewhere Damn. else. I had already picked. I was gonna write about the show, and and these are some of the things. Yeah, so I like heartbreaking perfection. Man. Exactly. Critic critic score on Rotten Tomatoes for this is an eighty one percent. So very yeah. fresh, very fresh. I mean, that's that's good score. Audience score is a ninety one percent. Wow. So I mean, people are enjoying the show. So you don't gotta just take my word for it. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. What's your What's your uh, number five, KP? All right. So the first show I'm gonna introduce to you guys is Homeland. Mm. Homeland is a show on Showtime. Uh, I found it. Man, I found it probably my sophomore year in college. Um, I actually think Jay Z talked about it in the song. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? he said, feeling like a stranger in my own land. Got me feeling like Brody from Homeland. Hey, I was nice. like, damn, Shout what's out. Homeland? So, let me check that out. So I checked it out. I bought it. Uh, I bought the box set uh, at the time uh, for my dad for his birthday. And uh, we watched it together. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good show. So um, it kind of follows um, Carrie. Uh, Claire Danes plays um, a CIA agent. Uh, named Carrie, and um, it's kind of her just kind of going through a whole lot of bullshit, man. It's just, um, it's kind of like a spy thriller slash drama type deal, and um, she's just kind of out here protecting the U.S. of A. from terrorists, man. It's almost like 24, but just like a lot better. Shout out to Jack Bauer. But <laughs> hey, man, 24 was solid. I've seen all of it. 24 was a classic. 24 was a classic, but hey, man, this is, hey, this is better. So um, it kind of starts... Um, 
there's Carrie Matheson, and then uh, there's Nicholas Brody, who is a, a war hero that come that comes home. He's played by Damian Lewis, uh, who is a hell of an actor. You might know him from uh, the show Billions as well. But uh, Damian Lewis plays Nicholas Brody, who is a war hero that comes home, and um, he's hailed as this hero. And he's like, oh, he was a prisoner of war, all this stuff. And Carrie Matheson knows, notices something. It's a little off about this guy, and so um, the show kind of starts. Um, with her tailing him and how they develop um, kind of like a, a love-hate type relationship and it's, it's really a, a hell of a show especially in the earlier seasons. Um, the final season I'm not sure if it's still on right now but um, it just started airing yeah it's over right now so it just started airing in, in February I believe mm. and I believe the final episode is actually this weekend or it was last weekend or so so it's eight seasons of quality TV. You'll be at the edge of your seat. It's a real thriller. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 85% fresh for critics, 86% fresh for audience score. So, look, man, I wouldn't put you on any trash, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to y'all. So, um, hey, the streets like it, man. It's a hell of a show, man. It's a hell of a show. Uh, let me see if I can find some reviews. Dante didn't tell me we were doing reviews. Until hey, man, I just I just today. wanted to add a little more evidence to solidify my claims. Yeah, you know, you don't got to just believe me. What's the platform that it's on again? It's on, uh, it's on Showtime, but it's also on mm. Hulu. Okay. I guess Hulu's out here just kind of eating up uh, yeah. these, these smaller kind of streaming companies. Julio, or Hulu's got the, I said Julio, man. Hulu's got uh, got a deal with a lot of the major media companies, so a lot of them put it on there in addition to it, or like you can buy buy like part of their their platform as a bonus. Nice. Hey, here, former U.S. President Barack Obama has praised Homeland and wow. is known to be a fan of the show. I mean, come on. Wow. Come on. Barack, that's that is some high praise. The Barama seal, the Obama seal, Barama, <laughs> Barama. Woo. The, Barama. Hey, I'm drunk. I'm sorry. The Obama seal of approval, man. What more can you ask for, man? What more can you fucking ask for? We got a lot of Islamophobia in there, though. Is it still that? No, no, it's not Islamophobia, man. No, none of that, man. Hey, that. good, good. That's some. That's a line that a lot of these, uh, you know, Homelander, very, you know, patriotic shows kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, it's really not even like once you watch it. You'd be like, damn, America is hell, bro. Like, they be like, hey, I don't want to give nothing away, but it's it's definitely doesn't paint America as like a like the glowing savior of the world, you know that like, that we like to think of ourselves as. So it's definitely a very well balanced show and has a lot to say about the war on terror as a whole. So yeah, man, just yeah, check that out for sure, for sure. Dante, what you got next? Quality. So what I got next at number four is The Last Kingdom. So this is streaming on Netflix. It's about three seasons right now. So quality show. It was kind of a holdover. Wow. Actually, I was waiting for seasons of Game of Thrones to be dropped. Really? Right. Well, we had a year and a half in, in between multiple seasons, and that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. So it follows... Um, it's set in like Viking times, so like the Vikings or the Danes are invading England, okay. and it follows a Saxon, who's what they call the the English, that is abducted by the Vikings, like his family's killed and whatnot, but he's raised as a Dane through a Danish family. So he's got, he ends up having, you know, a Viking brother, and so he's 
genetically Saxon, but, you know, culturally Danish. And so it's really a warring between these two family kind of matters. And that that kind of protrudes throughout the entire show as he's kind of fighting both sides of his identity. Um, Lots of gore, uh, violence. Um, They do have some like kind of spiritual fantasy elements within. Well, maybe not too much fantasy, but just more kind of spiritual elements on like the the Viking pagan gods and whatnot. Um, And then that's starkly contrasted with the Christianity uh, lifestyle of the the English, but you get to see kind of the the rawness of that. How they they kind of twist the Christian faith into using it to to back them up to go to war, in the same way that the Danes' entire lifestyle is set around war. Um, one critic from the Guardian, James Donaghy, says that. Uh, the Viking, it's the Viking way of life. Waging war like no one is watching, crush your enemies into ash, drink skull from their hollowed out skulls. Uh, both Ragnar, which is uh, the main character's Viking brother, and Uhtred, who's the main character, are very much about that life. It isn't the uniform carnage that keeps people coming back for more, however. Most important of all in both shows is community, a sense of tribal belonging. So it's really... It's really just about, you know, kind of the ties between both sides of his identity and how he struggles and flips flops between those as the three seasons progress. So this on Rotten Tomatoes has a 91% critic score. Very, very high frame and a very high praise, sorry, and a 95% audience score. So like, like I said, I wouldn't put you on shows that are not... That are not good, and you don't just have to take my word for it. That's the real. facts are backing it up. That's real. I've heard a lot about The Last Kingdom. Uh, I meant to. I meant to start it uh, when I was waiting for uh, for Game of Thrones, but guess what? I just watched Game of Thrones again. <laughs> Sue <laughs> hey, me. Man. Can't really go wrong with that. Sue though. me. But uh, for my number four, uh, I got one of my favorite shows of all time, and uh, I'm gonna let a little levity into the room. <laughs> Introducing Veep. Veep. Veep is a HBO show, an HBO comedy, and um, in my opinion, it's probably the best comedy of the decade. From wow. 2010 up until 2019, definitely the best comedy of the decade. Wow. It's hilarious. Uh, I have a quote here that says, the nastiest, sweariest, funniest show on TV. It just ended last year. Um, features one of my favorite uh, comedic actresses, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Dre- Dreyfus, I don't know how to say it, JLD. I'm sorry, I just call her by her initials. And she is uh, scintillating. Wow. Scintillating in this show. <laughs> scintillating. I just got to use a goddamn SAT word because, man, I love her so much. Um, it's Armando Iannucci's show. He's the showrunner, the writer, and it's honestly one of the best written shows I've ever seen. Um, it's a satire of just kind of what goes on in Washington, D.C. Um, if you don't know, Veep uh, is, I guess, slang for vice president. So it follows Selena Meyer, who, uh, when the show picks up, she's the newly uh, elected vice president of the United States. and just kind of follows uh, her in a day-to-day in the office. It's, it's kind of almost like the office without the... Um, Without like the mockumentary style, mm. but it's just, it's honestly an incredible show. Uh, 
Veep on Rotten Tomatoes has a 93 critical score. Wow. And an 88% audience score, which is low as fuck for me, honestly. Yeah, that's, I, it's rare to see the audience like it less than the critics, too. You know, because it's, it's a... Like, the brand of comedy, it's, it's real nasty, man. It's mm. just like they, like, like, they got bars, man. It's... <laughs> Like they be, they be. It's a lot of, it's a lot of cussing. There's a lot of just like dirty jokes, but I love that shit, man. It's, it's a, it's a hell of a show, a hell of a comedy. Seven seasons of just amazing, amazing comedic acting. Uh, some of the best characters, character development that I've seen in sh- uh, like a comedy show. So, a thousand percent recommend V. It's it's just a great show. Please go watch that. If you don't have HBO, if you don't have HBO by now at your big age, what are you doing, man? Come on. Exactly. It is time to grow up. Come it's, on. That man. is really they really do release top tier content. It's the and best. It's the cream of the crop. Exactly. And Hulu, I think HBO might be the only one that doesn't do this, but Hulu does a lot of deals with like Star, Showtime, mm-hmm. the rest of them. You can buy them as add-ons. HBO, they probably don't mess with you, but. I think you can get up to three streams going at the same time. So you can split that 15 per month three ways. Facts. So, yeah, man, go go watch V, man. It's honestly, it, yeah, you can't, it, it can't miss. It's a, it's a hell of a show. So, uh, Dante, what you got for number three? Number three. Number three, I have Peaky Blinders. So this is a six yes, sir. Quali- quality show, guys. Six seasons. So don't let that intimidate you. It's only six episodes each season. So it's a short six seasons, if, if that is such a thing. You can catch this on Netflix. So this show follows a... It, it follows Tommy Shelby, who is uh, a soldier post-World War I. Starts in 1919. Um, and his family... As they are, you know, running a criminal enterprise. Yeah, you love it. You love a good period piece, man. You exactly. Love a good historical drama. Exactly. I do love. It. There is a theme, man. I've, all of my things kind of uh, switch on, like you know, some kind of history. I was a big history buff, like growing up. So yeah. it kind of just transitioned from reading about it into you know what I like to consume through my TV. Makes but sense. Quality show. Quality show. It's just it. It follows kind of. We get to see the struggle of Tommy and how he kind of grows to assimilate back into the lifestyle. And they really have a bond with other people that were in the war. They really don't even count other men in the show that weren't in the war as real men. And the PTSD that they're struggling with from the war and just kind of how they are band together and and you know kind of living and going about this this criminal gang enterprise and we get a touch on him and his other brothers as well as his aunt who basically raised them um so really good show what rebecca nicholson has to say from the guardian on it is it's witty thrilling and a total pleasure to watch peaky blinders is brilliant tv you heard it here last so hey man, hey. Peaky Blinders. I've seen Peaky Blinders. It's one of my favorite shows. Hell of a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're not hip now, then what the hell are you doing? Man? Exactly. You heard it here last. So this has a 92% critic score Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes, as, as well as a 94% audience score. It's tough. So we're going we're going straight A's on this one right it's here. Tough. We like that. We like that. Yep. What you got next, KP? All right, for my number three. 
uh, from the mind of Mike Judge, the same man that brought you Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. We, <laughs> we have another HBO comedy, Silicon Valley. All right. This man likes his comedy, man. man, hey, man. Needs love, to get his jokes laugh. off. I love to laugh, man. Silicon Valley is one of the smartest comedies I've ever seen, man. It, as you can probably uh, guess from the title, it takes place in the Bay Area. You know, it surrounds... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kind of the tale of a group of, uh, I think it's five, like five nerdy friends as they uh, try to make their way in Silicon Valley. If you've ever seen Entourage, it's kind of like Entourage, except for a lot better written, a lot <laughs> better, a lot better acting. Hey, I love Entourage. It's one of hey, my man, favorite I shows. I like uh, Joe Furtado. Uh, what's the, the dude that lost a lot of weight in Entourage? Is that Joe Furtado or whatever? Something. Or something. Joey Ferrara. Joey Ferrara. Yeah. That's his name. Turtle. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Turtle, man. Turtle hit the gym. Hey, Turtle that nigga. <laughs> I fuck with Turtle forever, man. But yeah, Silicon Valley, man. Um... Thomas Middledish, I think that's his name, plays uh, Richard. He is a star of the show. We got uh, damn T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller is probably T.J. Miller in Silicon Valley is probably one of the funniest characters that I've ever seen, man. Ehrlich Bachman in this show, man. He's like literally every every line is fucking gold. Clear, man. Dude. Yeah, well, he's carrying Silicon Valley. Well, Eric Bachman is literally just doing the Jansport job, and everybody else is good too. But yo, he yo, he's so fucking funny in this shit. I just can't even like wow, man. Just he's a talented guy for sure, for sure. So Silicon Valley, man. If you like quick witted kind of nerdy type humor, then this is the show for you, man. You know, like, you know, you ain't got to be cool all the time, man. It's, always, exactly. okay, it's okay to nerd out a little bit. It's not even that nerdy, Says man. Like, anybody can watch anime. This. Man, fuck anime. <laughs> oh, man. Any, anybody can watch this show, man. It's like, it's for the cool people. It's for the nerds. It's for if you know anything about computer programming, if you don't know anything about computer programming. This is a hell of a comedy. It's hilarious. It'll have you in fucking stitches, assuming you like smart comedy. So... Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four percent critically Oof. fresh. Come on, ninety two percent audience score. Wow, I mean, come on, man. It, like, it, 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 it honestly doesn't get much better than that, man. It's a, it's a it's a hell of a show. I know I said that for all these shows, but man, if you're looking for something to watch, it's a good. I think six or seven seasons. Wow. Okay, that's you investing some time into that one. Thirty minute episodes. You can watch a season in a day. Oh, okay. Oh, no problem. Entourage. You can though. watch a season in a day. No problem, man. Great show. It's going to leave you uh, wanting more at the end of every season. It's going to have you at the edge of your seat. It's very, 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 very good. Please watch that. Silicon Valley, Amen. HBO. Definitely add that to my list. For so, for so, for so. What you got for me next? Got for you next. All right. This one is definitely one we enjoyed. You actually put me onto this one recently, about probably about six months back. Uh, just won a Golden Globe. I'm talking about Succession. Yes, sir. Quality TV. This is actually the shortest show that I'm putting on here, but I put it up here at number two, even off of that. A short two seasons, 20 episodes. It's on HBO. Uh, as you're, you're seeing a trend. We got a lot of HBO shows on here, man. They, they just pump out quality content. This, uh, that subscription will go a long way if you do get it. Uh, HBO also needs to throw us a sponsorship for plugging their stuff like this. Please, HBO, please. <laughs> yeah. But Succession is a really good show. It's following 
uh, a family that is basically a media conglomerate powerhouse and they own this business and basically the dad is old uh, thinking about retirement and it's following who in the family is going to take it over in his footsteps so you think from the start that it's going to be the eldest son kendall um and it you know kind of doesn't go up the way he intends for it to be planned and the show is basically in a power struggle throughout you know yeah. him going back and forth he's got another sibling a younger bro he's got a younger brother um and a younger sister as well and then they kind of have they have an older brother that was from their father's marriage before them that is just kind of there he's just kind of the crazy Con guy Connor's, on the side Connor's, Connor's yeah Connor Connor's a he's a non-factor in terms of actual succession planning but you know he's some good comic relief Fact in there you know some just some just some canny uncanny comic relief uh and it just follows kind of the trajectory of like what that family is we get a lot of you know kind of how they grew up that trauma and it's really just really really uh vulgar in in the words <laughs> that they use so definitely don't want to watch that around kids and you know don't be afraid to hear some f-bombs the the other uh the other brother not uh dang why am i forgetting his name um, Roman. Roman, yes. God, Roman is a character. Yeah, that Roman's dude great. says I, just some of the words that he comes up with to insult people is just creative to me. One that you got to do nothing but respect. Probably it. the best written show, uh, the best written comedy on on television yeah. right now. Very, very good satire. Very good satire. So just won a Golden Globe last year for best TV show. If that says anything. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a 92% critic score as well as a 92% audience score. So again, we're coming with the again we're coming with the straight A's here. What you got for number two, KP? For my number two, show to binge. Oh, I forgot to add, oh, man. Wait, I for, wait, I for, wait. Yeah, I forgot to add what the critics say. So this is off Vox.com. I know some people hate Vox, but Emily Todd Vanderwerf said that this the best TV shows have one central theme. They keep ruminating on over and over, putting different spins on it the longer they run. What makes succession so tricky to describe is that it seems like it's about wealth, but it's really about trauma. Damn. And how those two themes are linked. So that's real. I mean that that's real. You watch the show, you could definitely understand those two elements of it. You see the wealth with <laughs> this man Roman doesn't or Kendall doesn't even know how to drive, man. He's so wealthy. And dude lives in, you know. It's crazy. So crazy. But sorry to cut you off. What do no, you have good, at number you're good, two? You're good. For my number two, man, you know what? In times like these, it's important, you know, to, to keep it light. So I got another comedy. You got another comedy. There we go. And it is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. This on Amazon Prime. There we Amazon go. All right, we're off the HBO binge for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, man. Amazon Prime, man. They've been putting out some really good content. And Maisel, man. Maisel really took the world by storm. The TV world by storm. A few years back when they debuted. I think it was in 2017. Uh, they're on their third season right now. Um, third season came out, I guess, around, around the holidays in 2019, I believe. Maybe. Maybe not. But it's uh it's a, it's just a delight, man. It's a historical drama they say, but it's it's a fucking comedy. 
Uh, set in like the 1950s, hmm. 60s, I guess. Hmm. In the uh, like in New York. So it goes without saying it's it's very white. You know, there's not a, <laughs> I mean, there's not there's not many black people. Well, season three there's some there's some good black folks I'm, in there. Let me be honest, we haven't done we haven't done a great job of showing uh, diversity in our TV shows right now. I'm looking hey, through we, my picks and hey, they need, are very white. Except Black Sales got some black people in it, but they don't really have speaking roles. So. Hey, we need to make better shows, man. Facts. That's why we need to hold ourselves accountable, man. Hey, man. Power's, Power ain't power, it. Power's the best one we got. Man. Power ain't it. Power Power and Empire, then we really got it. We got an uphill battle. Oof, oof. But anyway, man, this is just, it's, it's, it's honestly a delight, man. I watch this show and I'm just smiling the whole time, man. It's hilarious. It's well written. If you like small, not small, if you like strong female leads, then Miriam Midge Maisel is for you, played by Rachel Brosnahan. Um, Michael Zegan is her husband, Joel Maisel. Alex Borstein is the a firecracker on this show. Tony Shalhoub is just incredible, amazing, just plays an awesome Jewish father, Abe Weissman. <laughs> he is, wow, he's just so fucking good. The performances on this show really carry it, man. The The writing is really good as well, but it's really just, it's honestly a delight to watch. And, you know, this is kind of like a running joke for me because... I, whenever I describe the show to somebody, I use the word delightful, and I like this literally the only time I ever use that fucking word. But it's really just delightful to fucking watch, bro. It's a great <laughs> fucking show. So, yeah, if you like strong female leads, if you like comedy, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is about uh, a Jewish housewife that finds out she has a talent for stand up comedy. And she decides to pursue that against her parents' wishes, against her husband's wishes. It's about her and her manager, Susie, who is Alex Borstein kind of uh, taking the world by storm uh, via stand-up comedy. And it's just awesome to see their ups and downs uh, kind of... I mean, really, you really invest in the show and in the characters. And, you know, like, I never really thought I would give a fuck about a 1950s Jewish housewife and yeah. her stand-up comedy career. But, man, it's honestly just a great show. And um, it's made by the Paladinos, Amy Sherman Paladino, and her husband, uh, I don't know her, his name, but I don't even. I think he's in like the in the background. So, uh, whatever for him, it's all about the ladies anyway, right? Exactly. So, good, good women empowerment. Facts, man. man. I love a good, strong female lead, and that is exactly what the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is. It's a great show, great comedy, great light watch. If you know, if you want to take your mind off some of this shit that's going on in the world right now. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is the show to do it. So please check that out. There you go. I'm coming with the dramas and you're coming with the comedies, man. Oh, man that's a good balance. Like, yes, yeah, it seems balance. like we're playing with each other. All right. So my, my last and final one. Uh, honestly, I don't even know if I should be talking about this because I'm still in the process of binging it. So there might be some some recency biased on this, but I'm almost done with it is uh, Mr. Robot. I was put onto this by a fellow friend. If you if Good you show. haven't seen very quality show on Amazon Prime, uh, I think they're finishing up the fourth season and about to put that on Prime to uh, to to stream. If not, uh, I'm still in the middle of season three, so please don't hit me up with no spoilers or anything. But it has just been going crazy. So show is about a very socially awkward suffers from anxiety crippling depression um hacker 
and he is really good at hacking. He, you know, starts off working at a cybersecurity firm, and then he just kind of turns anarchist and, you know, wants to take down this multinational conglomerate that, you know, was a part of killing his dad and kind of behind killing his dad and covered it up, which led to a lot of emotional trauma for him growing up and, and then kind of led to the state that he is in now. So if you've ever felt, you know, loneliness or socially awkward or suffer from depression, this, the, the main actor, uh, Rami Malek plays it really, really well. Dude has won an Oscar, Emmy and Golden Globe off of this show. So it's uh well i don't know if it's off of this show but i know now he's got an oscar golden globe and an emmy so very very good pretty good yeah what uh so we're looking on usa network i know that's a little biased because it is kind of made by there but uh what what they are saying about it is no other show on tv grappled so seriously and thoughtfully with the staggering human cost of wealth inequality and late stage capitalism hmm I mean, we're, it's, it's really deep in that it touches on the personal level with that, but also on a global scale, how capitalism is kind of poisoning to the mind. It can get really, really deep into some of the aspects that it discussed about society and consumerism, all just kind of making us numb to various things and kind of how we're pretending and hiding hides of ourselves right. so he's in in one sense he's you know you know a fairly normal guy who's like just socially awkward and and you know kind of shy and in other moments he's like kind of manic and anarchist so it, it really kind of shows the two sides of him and fights through that uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 94% critic score Ooh. as well as a 94% audience score. So Ooh. very, very high praise for this one. Like I said, I'm in the middle of finishing this up. Almost done with it now, but very good show. Definitely recommend. Mr. Robot is very good. I also recommend it. Now you got the double recommend. There you go. It's rare, man. It's rare. So definitely watch Mr. Robot. For my number one show... I have. All right, let me let me start off by saying saying this. All right, Breaking Bad. Goats. Oh man, Breaking Bad is a top five show, and arguably a top five show of all time. You can't even argue that shit. The show I'm about to recommend is not Breaking Bad. It's Better Call Saul. Ah, the spinoff. <laughs> and Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I fucking said it. Wow. <laughs> Flaming hot takes over here, man. Hey, Better Call Saul is the best show I've seen since since prime Game of Thrones. Wow. We're talking what? The, the season, season four? four. Season I'm talking six? about season six. I'm talking about season three. Yeah. I'm talking about prime Game of Thrones. Red Wedding Game of Thrones. Purple Wedding Game of Thrones. Wow. Winds of Winter Game of Thrones. Wow. Bastard Bowl? Battle of the Bastards Game of Thrones. I'm talking Better Call Saul is on that fucking level. Really? A spinoff on Breaking Bad? I Dude. thought it was supposed to be a meme. This show is so fucking good. I just can't even. All right, let me let me try to talk about this shit. Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold, same creators of Breaking Bad. If you've seen Breaking Bad, 
if you haven't seen a Better Call Saul, then what the fuck are you doing? You don't even need to see Breaking Bad or watch Better Call Saul, honestly. It's that <laughs> fucking good. Wow. But, um... So, it takes place before the events of Breaking Bad. Maybe five, six years before the events of Breaking Bad. And we follow uh, the lawyer in Breaking Bad, Saul Goodman. Um, better known and better called Saul is Jimmy McGill. And we kind of watch his kind of descent uh, to uh, becoming Saul Goodman, who ends up being the lawyer for Walter White in Breaking Bad. And... What's so interesting about Better Call Saul is because it's a prequel. We know we know what's going to happen. We know what happens to these characters that we see. And yet it still engages you. It still pulls you by your fucking heartstrings. It still has you on the edge of your seat. And we know exactly what's going to happen. But it's just incredible to see the buildup. And Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman is amazing. Jonathan Banks comes back as Mike Ehrmantraut. That's a little bit of a spoiler, but fuck it. Rhea Seahorn is a fucking star as Kim Wexler, uh, Jimmy, uh, a.k.a. Saul Goodman's love interest. There are just so many great performances. Um, Giancarlo Esposito comes back as Gus Fring. I mean, it's, it's just... It's so well written, so well thought out. I just can't even give this show enough praise. It's, it's literally amazing. 23 Emmys. Wow. 11 Writers Guild of America Awards. Wow. I mean, like, what, what more do you fucking want? Man? Wow, that is If impressive. you've seen Breaking Bad, this is literally a must-watch. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, watch Breaking Bad, then watch this. Or watch this and then watch Breaking Bad. It doesn't fucking matter. Those are two top five shows all time. Yeah, I said it. This show is top five all time, and it's not even done. It's on AMC right now, currently. But you can watch it on Netflix. You can't watch the newest season. The newest season's airing right now as we speak. But um, you can watch uh, seasons one through four on Netflix right now. Season five is currently airing. Season six will be the last season. Better Call Saul has a 97% critic score. Sheesh. When was the last time you got a 97 on the test? 97. I don't know if I got any. And a 96% audience score. Do I have to say anything else? Yeah, that that is some high praise right there. Dante, watch Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, please. Yeah, I, I, those are two that I haven't seen. I know I'm going to lose some credibility from some of the viewers being on a TV pod and not seeing those. Come but on, I just, I just kind of joined those two late in the game, and I thought, you know. Dude. I, you know. Dante, I, I you are. I joined kind of late in the game. I didn't know if time passed, if I could, you know, sit on it. We're quarantined, man. Now is the fucking time to watch, the, to watch Breaking Bad first. Then watch Better Call Saul. Your life will change. Fact. So I, as soon as I finish Mr. Robot, I will be on the. For sure. For sure. For sure. Lees, do you have a show you want to recommend? Producer Lees in the building. <clears throat> I do, but nah, I'm gonna lose credibility for this. You gonna lose credibility? I'm gonna hold that one down. Hey guys, come on. All right, all right. Lees, you wanna be a hoe, man? So fucking let him be a hoe. <laughs> man, we just gave you. 10 shows, 10 great shows to watch, man. You look, we got a lot of time. Plenty of time. None of these are short. I ain't gonna lie. This corona shit not gonna end no time soon, bro. The summer is over. You might as well go ahead, sit, sit in your little bed, 
call your your non sick boo up and you know knock these shows out, man. Come on. Exactly. They got the Netflix party extension that you can download on Google Chrome. You can watch some of these together if facts, you want. Facts. You ain't yeah, bro. You come on. You ain't got nothing better to do, man. Watch these ten shows. And I mean, your life will be great, man. These are these are great shows. You will be enlightened for it. You will be you will be a better person. We would not steer you wrong. We would never steer you wrong. I mean, you hear these audience scores, man. You hear these shits, but that's all we got for you for today, man. Couple honorable mentions, obviously Uh-oh. Game of Thrones. That's not all we got. Hon- honorable mentions, of course, to Game of Thrones as always. Of never. Course. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Of course. And if, if you have, never a bad time for a rewatch. Yeah, I got some uh, we, we're, we got a pod coming out about Ozark pretty soon, so definitely go ahead and, and binge that one. Oh, yeah. Um, well, KP kind of said Breaking Bad without, nice. without doing it. He kind of did a five and a six. Man, I got so many shows for y'all to watch, man. Watch Breaking Bad. Watch The Wire. Those, Wire, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, those are the top... Those are three of the top five shows of all time, man. If you're not, if you haven't seen those, then you probably shouldn't listen to no more of these. But you probably should anyway. But yeah, man, come on, just just watch TV, man. Watch good TV. We trying to get people watching good TV, man. Leave all American in the past, man. Oh man, why am I seen so? Oh man, I've seen Leave too it much behind. American. <laughs> Kill the past. Oh my. Goodness, Leave that, it show is, that show is so I bad. That's some trash. TV Bro, that show, the show stinks. I don't know why I've seen like three and a half seasons of it. I've seen Dang. like four and a half seasons of like 90210. Hey. OJ voice. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, okay. The Path on Hulu. The Path on Hulu. You, you heard it from the That's producer it. himself. Hey, Lizzie says The Path. I'm not going to vouch for that because I've never I, seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. We didn't do any research. It was not mm-hmm. on our thing. You got, your boy, you got your boy Jesse from Breaking Bad. Hey, Is Jesse right? Pinkman. Hey. All right. There you go. That's all you need, honestly. Jesse Pinkman is a dope character. But that's actually all we have for today. Until next time, I'm Kari Presley. Follow me. K-H-A-R-I-G-O-L-D. That's Kari Gold on Instagram and Twitter. And Dante? At D-Wild underscore three on Twitter. Hey, Leezy at the Leezy. Leezy at the Leezy, man. That's all you need to motherfucking know. You deal what I'm saying. So, until next time, our watch is ended. Thanks for listening.